Welcome to the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast, a work of the Southwest Church of Christ in Austin, Texas. We invite you to open your Bibles and follow along with us as we study God's Word together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast, brought to you by the Southwest Church of Christ in Austin, Texas. My name is Cody Westbrook, and I'm the preacher for the Southwest Congregation. Today we want to open up our Bibles and we actually want to take just a couple of moments and we want to think about some background information of the book of Romans. And the reason why we want to do this is because we want to do two things. First of all, we want to notice how the content of the book of Romans will play off of this very important background information. And then we want to notice a point or two of application something that we can take from that as we process that and understand the Holy Spirit's uh, writing of this great book in light of the context of what was going on during that time. So the background information is this. In around 49 AD, the Emperor Claudius issued a decree where he expelled all of the Jews from Rome, and he did it because of problems that were being called by, uh, instigated in the name of one called Crestus. Obviously, that is a reference to Christ, and one important note is that the Romans didn't distinguish between Jews and Christians, at least not at this time, and they saw them as um, uh, both parts of the same whole. And so to the Roman eyes... There are problems that are going on. There's an uprising, uh, uh, and, and it needs to stop. And so in order to deal with all of the fussing and fighting, as it were, Caesar just gets everyone out, sends everyone away. Now, we actually read about this in the Bible. In Acts chapter 18, verse 1 and 2, uh, when Paul arrives in Corinth, the Bible says that he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who was recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, and then notice the parenthetical statement. Because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome, and he came to them. So this parenthetical statement tells us that Aquila and his wife Priscilla had been in Rome, that they were Christians, that they were Jews by birth, And it also tells us approximately about the time in which these events in Acts chapter 18 are taking place. So, there there are problems brewing in Rome because of Christus, because of Christ, which basically means that the Jewish people were persecuting the Jewish Christians because they had converted to Christianity. And so Caesar and the Romans saw the trouble and they just removed everyone all in one fell swoop. So now we turn our attention to the book of Romans. And keep in mind that the book of Romans is going to be written somewhere in the neighborhood of about five to seven years later. And this is going to come just after this edict of Claudius expires, and now all of the Jews have returned to Rome. So imagine just for a moment being a Christian in the church at Rome, and here's what the situation would have been. For about five years, the Jewish Christians had been completely absent, and the only Christians in the church in Rome are those who are Gentiles by birth. 
So now, after approximately a five-year time span, you have the Jewish Christians who are slowly coming back. And now we have these two, if you will, background cultures, Jew and Gentile. And now they're, they're coming together, and so they're going to have to learn how to coexist in harmony and in unity as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to write this letter to the book of Romans, this very important event is hovering in the background. And now, as we begin surveying the book of Romans, things begin to make more sense. Because, for example, we notice in just the first three chapters that Paul deals with both Jews and Gentiles. He talks about the sins of the Gentiles in chapter 1. He talks about the sins of the Jews in chapter 2. And then he brings them all together in chapter 3 and says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have the same problem. And all are in need of the same solution. And that is justification by obedient faith in Jesus Christ. So, there is no way then that the Gentiles can stand with their chests puffed out with any sort of pride against the Jews, thinking that, well, they're better than the Jews. And there's no way that the Jews can stand out with their chests puffed out in pride against the Gentiles, saying, well, we're better than the Gentiles. It's just not possible for that to happen, because Paul says we all stand on equal ground at the foot of the cross. And as we continue to go on then through this book, the doctrinal section of the book, up through chapter 11, Paul will talk about sin and its consequences, and he'll talk about the grace of God and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and how God has made this way of justification or being right with God through Christ Jesus. And then when we get to chapter 9, we have a triplet in chapter 9, 10, and 11 where Paul turns his attention primarily to the Jews and to their objections to this system of justification that is a reality through Christ Jesus. And he begins to answer these objections one at a time and make, makes points. Again, trying to prove that all men stand on level or equal ground at the foot of the cross. Now, I want us to turn to chapter 14. This book uh, transitions to what might be called the practical section when we get to chapter 12. In other words, Paul lays out the doctrine, the, the core of the teaching, if you will, in the first 11 chapters. And then beginning in chapter 12, he begins to describe uh, some matters of practicality. You know, because, uh, because of this great doctrinal truth that we've just laid out, here is the practical nature of that. Here's what that's going to mean in your life and how you put all of that to work. Okay, so I said let's go to 14, but actually I want us to start in chapter 12. And what we're going to do for the next couple of minutes is we're just going to go through and we're going to read some large sections of the book of Romans. And as we read them, I want you to keep the background of the book of Romans in mind. Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians, united in Christ Jesus, these two cultures, these two uh, different groups of people learning how to coexist in unity and harmony as brothers and sisters in Christ. So listen to these passages now. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. 
Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectioned to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, uh, rejoicing, uh, excuse me, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Look at chapter 14. Chapter 14 deals with matters of judgment or matters of opinion. Paul says in the beginning of the chapter, Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. He then goes on, look at chapter 14, verse 14. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. Skip down to the end. Look at verse, um, look at, well, look at chapter 15, verse 1. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever things were written uh, before, uh, written for our, excuse me, whatever things were written before were written for our learning, so that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you might with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the fathers, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written. For this reason I will confess to you, I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, laud him, all you peoples. And again Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, think for just a moment about all of those passages that we just read and think about how they, uh, how they begin to elaborate and to explain what we know about the historical background of the book of Romans. Here are Jews and Gentiles two very different cultures, two very different kinds of people who are all united in the body of Jesus Christ. They're not divided anymore. And now they have to coexist. They have to live together in love and in harmony and in unity. And so Paul has all of these things to say by inspiration of the Spirit. He talks about the importance of letting love be without hypocrisy. He talks about the importance of serving one another. He talks about the importance of uh, seeking unity and doing what is necessary in order to build up your brother or build up your neighbor. 
He talks about the Jews and the Gentiles glorifying God together with one mouth, he says, glorifying God together in in chapter 15, verse 5 and 6. And he even appeals to Old Testament scripture, Old Testament prophecy in verses 7 to 13 to tie it all together. You see, this uniting of the Jews and the Gentiles in Christ Jesus really stands as one of the major, if not the major, uh, background uh, emphasis, point of emphasis uh, in the book of Romans. Paul is showing them how all people, Jew and Gentile, struggle with the same problems, how all people, Jew and, and that's sin, by the way, how all people, Jew and Gentiles, are in need of the same solution, that's Jesus Christ and and the salvation that he provides, how all people, Jew and Gentile, respond to that in the same way, that is an obedient faith, and then how all people, Jew and Gentile, are to live together in unity and in harmony, glorifying God together. Now, by way of application, Why is it important for us to notice these kinds of things and bring them out? Well, think just for a moment about the congregation, the the congregation where you uh, are a member and where you regularly attend worship. In your mind's eye, scan the auditorium on a Sunday morning and look at all of the people who you see. Who do you see? Likely you see people who are very young all the way up to people who are very old. You see people who have different skin colors. You see people who come from different um, levels uh, on the economic uh, scale. You see people maybe who speak uh, different languages. You see some people who maybe are very opinionated and some people who are not so opinionated. You see people who know a lot about the Bible, and they've been Christians for a long time. But then you see people who don't know much about the Bible at all, and they're brand new Christians. You see people who are maybe widows, who are struggling day to day. And then you see people who are brand uh, newlyweds, a young couple just beginning their life together. Do you see the point? You see, just like the first century church is composed of Jews and Gentiles who come from very different cultural backgrounds, and yet the Bible says we're all one in Christ, and so unity and harmony and love is required, so today the church of our Lord Jesus Christ is made up of all kinds of people, from all kinds of backgrounds, from all kinds of different situations. And so it is important for us to keep that in mind, and it is important for us to keep in mind the fact that God wants us to care for one another and love one another and serve one another and exist together in unity and in harmony because we are brothers and sisters in the family of God, and God is our Father, and we all stand on equal ground at the foot of the cross. Well, that's the end of our thoughts today. We thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast, and we hope that you will join us again uh, for a future episode as we continue to open up God's Word and to study the wonderful Word of Life together.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Word of Life Bible Study Podcast. Please visit our website at swcofc.org for more information about the Southwest Church of Christ. And if you're in the Austin area, please come and visit with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us again as we open up our Bibles and study more of the wonderful Word of Life.